Thank you, Pastor Yiming, for inviting me again to minister. What a joy, you know, uh, uh, to be in your church. You know, I see your church, uh, such a potential. Uh, you know, uh, re recently we, we, we see even mega churches. You know, uh, mega churches mean big churches. And sometimes you can be in a big church and you can feel very lonely. You know, and... Uh, so there's a challenge of a mega churches, and uh, and sometimes in a small church you find ah yeah, there's so few people, you know. But whatever whichever church God has planted you, you know, it is special, amen. It's just like family, you know. You don't say ah yeah, I want to be in a big family or in a small family. But I think you it's important for you to to thrive, you know. Your parents may not be perfect. Hello, your brothers may not be perfect. But I tell you, you can have a good family and a happy family when we have a vision. Amen? Uh, you are put there to, to, to stay there, to grow. And you thank God for the weaknesses of your brothers and sisters. And that you learn to grow, you know, uh, in that area. I want you to see that all things work out for good to them that love God and call according to the purpose. You may, go, you may want to go around and find the best church, but I tell you, you need to know when you are in this church or whatever church that God has put you, you need to know this is the church that God has placed me. It's just like marriage, you know. When I married the person, I was in love with her. You know, after some years, you know, you take for granted. You understand not? But I tell you, your marriage can be wonderful if you always... Uh, uh, what do you mean? If you always look at the positive side, you know, we compliment each other. You know, we are faithful to each other. We, no, I, I told God, you know, you have, you have given me this woman. And whatever it is, my marriage is going to flourish because God is there. Amen. God has helped me to overcome. You know, you know Christian can divorce also. You know, a family can break down. But I want you to, you choose because the grace of God is enough. You understand what I mean? The grace of God is enough. Amen. So when, we, when, we, when, when you attend this church, you can grow in this church and be strong and be fruitful because God planted you here. Or you can allow circumstances or people weaknesses, you know, to hinder you from growing. You and God is a victory. Amen? Because I pioneered a lot. You know, I, I've been pioneering for years. And uh, you ask me, Pastor, how, how is your Christian life? I said, because of God. And I choose to live abundant life. I choose to live fruitful life. Amen? I choose to tap on God. I don't allow circumstances. Good circumstances help me to grow. Even difficult circumstances help me to even grow more. You understand me? For us Christians, whether good or bad, it is always good. Tell your neighbor. Whether it's good or bad, it's always good. <laughs> and that's why we're so excited. You know, I tell you, you, your life is in the hand of God. Before you go through any problems, God already knows. And God has already had a solution for your problem. Amen? You just need to tap in and trust God 
and move with God and you will see a breakthrough. Praise the Lord. That is, you know. And sometimes, you know, we sing a song, we, we walk, walk, you know, we walk by faith, not by sight. And do we do our walk by sight sometimes? But one of the key areas that you want to live victorious life is the presence of God. Yesterday I taught on the presence of God. And the attitude that you, I was teaching about how when you come to church, you know, sometimes the song leader is good, sometimes the music, sometimes, you know, the music, you know, the young people think this is too slow, it's too old-fashioned. But my church is young people. When young people lead, I say, God, this is not so much anointed. <laughs> you know, I just think about, you know, they are feeling, 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 no faith, you know. My apologies to the young people, huh? okay. But I want you to know, but it's still, it is God's presence that I long for. Amen. And, uh, and, and I believe when you come to church, you come with expectation. Amen. There was one pastor, I read his article about how we should come to church. He said, before you come to church, even Saturday or throughout the week, you are praying, God, you know, I'm going to come to your church. I'm going to worship you. You know, and you pray for your pastor. Pastor, you know, uh, God, you know, just release anointing. Let the pastors, when he preach, let the word of God speak to me. You know? And uh, when I come, I come on time. I come on time excited, expecting God to minister to me. You, know, you understand what I mean? And that is the key. When you come with the kind of attitude, with the kind of faith, with the kind of preparation, always, even the pastor may preach a lousy sermon, but he read, just read a, a word of God, the word of God just speak to you. Isn't it? And sometimes I say, wow, the preacher preach here. Then I say, wow, that verse uh, really speak to me, you know. And I tell you, when you get hold of the word, don't let go. When God speak to you. Meditate upon it day and night. And you begin to do and you will prosper. You know, the problem is, the problem is our listening. We listen already. God speaks, you're very good, very happy. I'm emotionally happy. Praise the Lord. When I go out with the problems, I forgot about it. The word of God dropped into your heart, you forgot about it. And you find that your lifestyle never changed. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. I love Joshua 1 8 because I Safat. You know Chinese say Safat? There's one eight. Amen. And you must meditate day and night until you begin to do. You know? So we have a lot of Bible study. Oh, Bible study is fantastic. Very good. You know, I did a survey in my church, my Pentecostal church, Spirit Field Church, small church. You know? And the spiritual life is the lowest. Less than 20%. The others, 50, 60, 70%. But the spiritual life, you know how do you measure a spiritual life? It's the way you worship God. It's the way whether you read the Word of God or not. It's the way whether you apply the Word of God in your lifestyle or not. You know? And that's why it was so low. I was shocked. I was shocked myself. I thought our spiritual life was very good. But it was the lowest. I was very disappointed. So I believe this, do something about it. You know, how, to, how to encourage our people? You know, when I tell you when you learn to 
enjoy God's presence. That's the key. You know, and move with God's presence and allow God's presence because there, there one time even as a pastor, you know, uh, I, I'm a very gentle guy. So to so lots in the outward, lah, you know. When I went in the committee meeting and inside me begin to boil. The more we talk, the more we boil. You know. And this young pastor, this pastor, you know, cannot control his temper. You know, I was so ashamed. I said, God, what happened to me? I'm a, I'm a good guy. I'm a very gentle, nice guy. But how come there is so much temper rising within me? You know? And what I did was, I, I repented. I tell you the key for your Christian walk is repentance. Repentance means what you don't like and you want God to change. Very simple. You know, and you pray seriously about it. It takes me a, a season. You know, whenever I live to God, every time when I come to God's presence in the worship service, I will just say, God, change me, transform me. You know, let your presence, because the Bible says, where the presence of God is, there is liberty. Ma. Where strongholds are broken. I tell you, that's why you come to church, not, not to just have a wonderful time, sing the song, you know. You know, we also sing the worship song. You know why the song are chosen properly? Because it is meditation. You will meditate. You will repeat the song again and again until it enters your heart, until it is ministered to you. That's what. That's why the song you choose are so important. Where you want to move to, you know? Why we declare it? We declare again, 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 again until we believe it. Yes, my God is a great God. My God is a good God. Yes. I love the Lord. I will worship Him. You know, all this, your spirit begins to rise. That's why you worship God. It's not just to say, fantastic music, you know. Fantastic song leading, no. It is, we sing it that we may affirm. Amen? Our faith is built up. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Where was I? I was lost track. Okay. Just an encouragement. I want you to know your church. It's going to a new phase that God wants to do. This is the 40th. But this year, all of you, not just this church, your family, your personal life, you can choose and say, God, this is a new phase that I'm moving in. I sense the grace of God. I sense the presence of God. God really wants to do a new thing. And your pastor has started the prayer. You know, going to, once you connect with God, things begin to change. Okay. Go to Psalms 143. I want to share about a prayer of breakthrough. How do you have a prayer of breakthrough in your life? Psalm 143. Okay. Verse 1, Lord, hear my prayer. Listen to my cry for mercy. In your faithfulness and righteousness come my relief. Now here he says that, you know, David was going through a difficult time. And he cried out, he said, Lord, hear my prayer. Listen to my cry for mercies. The mercies of God is powerful, you know. Mercies triumph over judgment. You know, we know that if without God's mercy, all of us will go to hell. 
all of us will be lost. But I tell you, the Bible says, the mercies of Lord are new every morning. Amen? There's a new every morning. That means mercies are God's favor, God's blessing upon your life that you do not deserve. Just as eternal life, just as the blessing of God. You know, you love the message. I love the mercies of God. I say, God, it's not me, you know. It's not because of my goodness, not because of my talent, not because of my ability, not because of anything. But your mercies are great. You know, I tell you, the mercies, David knew about the mercies of God and he called upon, he recognized God's mercy and he recognized in your faithfulness and righteousness come my relief. You know, God is faithful, amen. God is your Father and He is faithful. And He says, and in His righteousness, I thank God, you know, of God's holiness. That means if God is holy, there is no evil in Him. And heaven is full of holiness. Whatever He do, He never think evil. It's good to have a government that is holy, but it's impossible. But God is holy. Amen? God is righteous and He's faithful and He's consistent. What He said, you know, when I think about Israel, you know, I read about Bible Israel, you know, how God promised Abraham. And uh, there was one phase, Israel didn't exist. Then in 1948, Israel became a nation. You know? And you look in the Bible, thousands of years, what God spoke to Abraham. Today, God is telling you, Israel exists. This nation that is surrounded by enemies, but yet it is moving powerfully because God promised Abraham. Amen? That's how good is our God. Amen? Whatever God promised in the Bible, you can read the word of God and you say, God, this promise that you spoke, you can see how God so faithfully, the person, the, the character in the Old Testament, you can see every word that God spoke, it brings to pass. That's why you can trust the word of God. When I hold when I read the Bible, I say, God, wow, this word is so powerful. You have preserved this word. Yet we have circulated the Bible. Anyone can just have a copy. And yet we don't read. You know? And yet, those students, they do science or history or uh, no, do engineering. You know, they got all kinds of books and they master it. And it's so boring. But God gave us one book. One book only for life to read and we can't read it. Isn't it funny? Something is wrong with us. We must repent. <laughs> yeah, we must repent. You see, God, there's one book. And what is what this book? It's a story book. You know? When you read, you remember a story. You know what I'm saying? That's why God makes it story so that it's not, not technical. If you give me a physics book, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to die. But God makes a story. And the story, when you, when you meditate, when you, when you read on it, it's so powerful. Amen? And so what? We must firstly be thankful for the Bible, first thing. God, thank you for this book that you have, you have, you have, you have created. You know, you have preserved. You know? And help me to be faithful reading the Word of God. You know? And not just only reading, Lord, Every time I say, Lord, I read to practice. Tell your neighbor, I read to practice. Because you read, you just read only. But you don't practice, you're going to fail. 
You understand? God wants you to be successful because God wants to change your lifestyle. It's your lifestyle that causes you to downfall. Amen? But God wants you to practice rightly, think rightly, speak rightly, act rightly, feel rightly. Hallelujah! That's what our God wants us to be. Amen? And he said, verse 2, okay, okay, did I? I just preach this message, huh? simple. I want to make it. Firstly, pray a heartfelt prayer from your heart. When you pray to God, you want to break through, it must be sincere, it must be heartfelt. You know? And that's what he said. You know? He said, Lord, hear my prayers, listen to my cry for mercies. And also acknowledge that God is faithful and he will deal with it and he's full of mercy. Okay? Do not bring your servant into judgment for no one living in righteousness before you. No one. We are not perfect. The more we come to God, you know, the smaller we become. You know? That's good. You know? Why? The more we feel smaller, the more we should depend on God. Amen? We come with humility. We come with rejoicing. You know? No, every day my, my daughter, when my daughter was staying with me, she got married recently. And uh, one of the, th- the joy of my daughter is that every day when she come back, she will just say, Daddy! You know, just the word Daddy only, my heart leaps. She come back. And she had a joyful spirit, you know what I mean? She's, she's 28 today. And still called Daddy. You know? Every time when you come before God in the morning, or when you're born, you say, Daddy, Daddy, Dad. You know, I call, my children call me Dad one. It's good. Not Father. Father is authority. Daddy, I want you to know when you call on God, His heart jump. And when, always my daughter will ask me to do things. And I will say yes. Because she pleases me. You know? She loves me. She enjoys my presence. You know? She's excited. And same. I tell you, if you want to please God the Father, you know? And you say, Daddy, you know? I think God will be excited. Yes! You know what I mean? I tell you, you know how old we are. We must have a youthful heart. Amen? Amen? We, our, our spirit called what? Abba Father. Right or not? Abba Father. That's what it is. We are always child. And God is so powerful, you know. And He has all the ability, you know. And He said here, verse 3, Your enemies pursue me. He crushes me to the ground. He makes me dwell in darkness like those dead. You know. My spirit glows faint within me. My heart within me is dismay. Do you feel that? You know, when you face trials, you know, and the enemy is there to steal, to kill and destroy, but Jesus said, I come to give them life and life abundantly. I want you to know as a Christian life, you will go through problems. You will go through challenges, but you need to know that God is ahead of you. Amen. The problem is when we are in problems, we don't turn to God. We run away from God. 
that's the problem. The more pressure we face, the more we should turn to God. Today, the fastest growing churches are in the oppressive church in China, in the Muslim nation. You know why? Because they turn to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Because they have to depend on God totally. Surrender everything up. And God bring the fire. You know, there was this couple. They were in a persecuted nation. And, uh, and uh, they gone through a lot of pressure. And one day, they able to migrate to U.S. When they migrated to the U.S., they went to church. They were excited. Wow, this, this country is so good, you know. So freedom of religion and worship. And they went to the church. And the church was so dead. Their worship is all mechanical. There was no life. And they decided to migrate back to their own country under persecution. Because why? There was life. There was miracle. There was pure love, brotherly love. Amen? There was encouragement. There were people really caring for each other, supporting each other, praying for each other, ministering to each other. That's what you want. Amen? When you go to a church, you see this kind of life. You are excited no matter what pressure you face. And somehow, God allowed us to have this. I want you to know, the church, why do we pray for our nation? It was because of pressure. Suddenly, all the denomination come together and pray. I say, God, this is your move. It's not man. If I am at peace, I'm a, I would just want to build my church. I don't bother about others. But this is not. You look at the book of Acts. You look at Moses leading the people out of Israel, uh, out, out of Egypt. You know? God always allows pressure to come into our life. It is a stepping stone. It is for you to draw near to God. Hallelujah. Amen. It is when God will demonstrate when there is pressure, when there is impossibility, God begins to show miracles. I tell you, I haven't, uh, this season, I, I'm, I'm praying really. Don't say I never pray for miracles. I only pray for souls and pray for my church. But today, I'm praying for miracles. I say, God, you know, in the book of Christ, stretch out your hand to do signs and wonders. Lord, visit them in dreams and visions. Lord, let your angels appear before them to your servants. You know, now I'm studying angelic ministry now. You understand? Because you need to move in the supernatural. Because all the while, we are thinking we are faithful, we give, you know. Oh, we come, we are faithful, attending church, you know. But we never rely on God. This time, the glory is only God alone get the glory. And God wants only Himself get the glory. Amen? So I want you to know, just move into that. Pressure brings you closer to God. Okay? Begins to recognize your trials turns you to God. Okay? And you need to resist the devil. You need to get angry. You know? When you are under pressure, you need to rise up within you because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. God says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. You see the dog, the tail behind, and he flees. 
when you do Then it's time for the church to rise up and be angry. Amen? The God within us is greater than he that's in the world. The world is controlled by demonic force. The church is a house of prayer. Every time you only just ask, Pastor, can you pray for me? You know, Pastor, can you pray for me? You know, and we have a problem, you come ask for prayer. But God say, you, you, you are the prayer warriors. God said, you are the prayer warriors. Because why? Because I'm in you. I'm inside you. And you can call upon me. And I will answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things. You know, one day I was meditating. And God said, you know, God told me, you know, the church, the people all, you know, they had put on the armor, you know. They put on the armor, you know, they were like a soldier, you know, all, you know. But they don't know how to shoot him. You know, you may dress like a soldier, but really when it comes to warfare, can you know how to shoot the weapon or not? We don't know how to use the word of God. We don't know how to exercise our authority. You know, we don't know how to march together, go together. We go everywhere on our way, dressed in uniform. Whether you like or not, you are dressed in spiritual uniform. You are armor of God. Amen. The helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the sword of the spirit. Do you know how to use the word of God? You know, do you have the bell of truth, the life? Ready, sincere before God? Ready, showing with the feet to share the gospel? Are we ready? And that's the church. You look at the prayer meeting. It's the minimal. There's something wrong with our church. And God say, you're powerful. Pulling down stronghold. Hallelujah. Pulling down stronghold. A lot of things. When I pray, when I, I always pray for my children. I pray for this nation. I pray for other, other pastors, churches. The vision stretch forth. What do you pray today? Think about it again. Think about your life. When God told you, follow the Bible. What did God say? If you don't pray for yourself, how are you going to pray for your family? If you don't pray for your family, then how are you going to pray for the community? If you don't pray for the community, how are you going to pray for the nation? Come on. We have a lot of things to do. <laughs> Amen? If you don't know how to pray, join the prayer meeting here. If you don't know how to pray, join your cell group and start praying. You don't know how to pray, start getting your children and your wife to pray. Amen? I tell you, this is all everywhere. I tell you, it may take you some time, but learn, catch a vision, and say, God, it is time we are soldiers. When we pray, we submit to God. So the first thing is, surrender your life. God, my future is in your hand. You know, you know Francis Chen, the pastor, he pastored a, a mega church. From a few members, he pastored to thousands. Few thousands. Good pastor, good preaching, good spirit. People are excited about his teaching and all this. Then one day, he just resigned from the church. 
when he read the Bible, he found that some of his members in the church may not be saved, may not go to heaven, the way he built his church. He was shocked. You know, Jesus said, you know, Lord, didn't we cast out demons? We also don't cast out demons. <laughs> you know, Jesus, you know, we do miracles. But Jesus said, I don't know, know you. I don't know you. So he was shocked. He said, wow, I don't know. It's the way I keep on pastoring. People are only sitting in the pew. They are, they are not doing God's work. They are not having a relationship with God. Yeah, they come to church, listen, they worship. But do they talk to Jesus? Do they know Jesus? They know about Jesus. Do they know Jesus? They don't know. So he decided to resign and restart a discipling church. You know? He began to teach disciples to do the word of God, to pray, to witness, to build, to share with people, to share, to minister, to teach people God's word. And today his church even more. But he has every member is a disciple. Every member knows the power of prayer. You know, they are doing God's work, bringing harvest. And that really, you know, one day I was thinking, God, I know I thank you, God. No, my church is so small, Lord. And God said, don't bother. Just build the people, you know, let the people know me and I know them. That's the most important thing. You know? It is not the number. It is your relationship with God. The important thing. I'm not saying number not important. But the more the challenging, you know, people, uh, they, can, they can slip into a mega church and nobody knows them. That's the human side. Lah, huh? The human side. You come to my church, you cannot run from my eyes. Let's be frank, okay? Today I just want to just be frank. Hallelujah. Let's continue. And uh, you know the we know that and he knows that his spirit was so low, you know, and, and he is facing a challenge in his life, you know, and so what he do, you know, and he started to say, verse five, I remember the days long ago. I meditate on all your works and consider what your hands has done. Okay? So recall God's goodness and greatness. Amen? You remember those days? When you were alive those days when I was in the 70s, I got saved, the church, you know? Today, everything is run by schedule. It's very challenging to preach, you know, to a member like that. Very challenging, you know. Pastor, 12 o'clock, huh? please, sir. <laughs> and when God wants to move, huh? cannot, you know. Time up, thing. we got other schedule already. We plan so well. I tell you, it is time. Sometimes you may not get it here in your own personal time. Seek the Lord. Amen? Seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. You know, get up morning, struggle. Seek the Lord. Never mind. God's grace is enough. It's like Jesus you know, the important thing is know you. You are the door to heaven. You are the source of my strength, my source of my wisdom. You are my protector. You are my provider. You are everything. If I know you, it's enough. Hallelujah. You will lead me to a right church. You will tell me to do the right thing. I just focus on you. Amen? That's the most important thing. I want you to know that. 
Okay? So what he says, he said, I remember, remember the goodness and the greatness of God. You know, one time I was doing devotion in, uh, I was praying with my, uh, I was having a family time with my, with my children in, in, uh, in Cameron. And one day, after the, my devotion, you know, one sparrow, you know, one sparrow, he knocked into my room. Tom, you know, and uh, I, I didn't have the picture here, but he's my foot. And the, the, the sparrow, uh, wing, uh, like that, you know, like a cross, you know, stretch out, you know. This is a sign from God. You know? And the, the interesting thing is, this stretch out like a wing, uh, and it, the, the bird didn't move. Uh. I thought he, was, he died, eh, because he, don't know how somehow he knocked on the glass, uh, ping sun, uh, you know. <laughs> and what I did was, I took the bird and put it in my hand. Put it in my hand. It didn't move. It didn't fly. That's why Ping San. I put a picture and I took it. You know, with my wife. I showed my wife. I said, why is God speaking? Why he sent a bird at a cross? And then, uh, you know, and God said, uh, if I can put the bird uh, that's supposed to fly uh, in your hand, uh, can't I do anything for you? Isn't it powerful? And I thought the bird was dead, you know. Then later on, I just threw it into the air. It fly off. And God reminded me, you know, that He is in control. He is sovereign, you know. And He can put a bird right into your hand without you catching Him. And God is a God of miracles. He's a great God. He's a good God. I tell you, I enjoy. I teach a message on the goodness of God. You know, God is good all the time. Hallelujah, pastor said. He's good. No matter what, He is good. Amen. There is no evil. There is no... When He created the world, He gave the world to the people. He gave us all the food, all the resources. And we mean in sin, He gave us His Jesus Christ, His Son. And He brought us to heaven. Hallelujah. Open the doors of heaven. Even God is a giver. He's a giver. He gave you your talent. He gave you your life. You know, that's why we worship God awesomeness in His awesomeness. You know, if God were to lift up His hand from you, His protection from you, where will you be? Recognize today, every morning you get up, his mercies are new every morning. Amen. I say, God, thank you. And God not only that protect you, God has a plan for you. Amen. To prosper you, to give you a hope and a future. Praise the Lord. Let's go through faster. Okay. I spread out my hands to you. I thirst for you like a parched land. Let's hunger. Reach out for a refreshing of God's Spirit. Hallelujah. Every time when you come, when you worship, I say, God, I need, I'm hungry, Lord. I'm parched. Lord, I'm thirsty, Lord. Lord, without you, I cannot live, oh God. I need your Holy Spirit. I need your peace. I need your joy. I need your strength. I need your wisdom. I need your understanding. I need your anointing. I need your love, Lord. Fill me. The Bible says the Holy Spirit 
come upon you and you are filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. That is what David did. When he was in such a down time, he learned to reach out to God in his spirit. He said, God, refresh me. Refresh me with your spirit. Hallelujah. Answer me quickly, Lord. My spirit fails. Do not hide your face from me or I'll be like those who go down to the pit. He knew that without God, he'll be helpless. Amen. He said, God, answer me. There's a, a desperation. He said, answer me quickly. Sometimes, you know, we are very slow. We don't see the urgency. If you are in this nation, if you are praying, you are moving with God, you see an urgency. You know? Is there an urgency in your life? Is there an urgency when you see something is wrong in your family, in your relatives, in your colleagues? Is there an urgency? If you ask urgency, you see something what's happening in our nation? Is there an urgency in you? You just have your own priority. That's why you don't see the urgency. But David knew. He knew if he don't touch God, if you don't get hold of God, his life will be ruined. You know, he faced, you know, look at David while wow, he's such a great man. He faced Goliath. He faced the bear, the lion, faced Goliath. Then he faced King David. Not nice, right? Then he faced his son. You know, you think people, you think people, sometimes you come to church, everybody, Christian, they are happy, you know, there are no problem. I tell you, everybody has their own problems. Amen? But we can rejoice. We can trust God. Amen? We can walk in faith and say, God, you're going to turn out for me. Amen? But my eyes are on you. I'm dependent on you. I'm trusting in you. I'm living by faith. I'm depending on the anointing. Give a fresh touch. Give a fresh word every day. Every day when you have a fresh word, you are building yourself. Amen? You are praying. You already pray, you pray, you pray, you pray, you pray, you pray. And you knew you are moving every day. You are moving forward one step at a time. You are building, you are building your life. You are building your life. You are moving closer to God. You are enjoying God. Amen. Whenever opportunity, when you come to church, when you come to worship time, when you come to prayer meeting, when it comes to Bible study, when you are in cell group, everything become an encouragement to you, become a download into your spirit. You understand what I mean? You set opportunity with urgency. Sometimes the urgency, uh, uh, urgency to minister, God show you there's a burden for a person. When a person says something, Lord, let me go and encourage a person. Lord, let me pray for the person. Let me remember the person in prayer. Open up your ears. Open up your spiritual eyes to see where God has placed you. And say, God, use me. Use me to be an instrument. You know, you remember the Naaman, that, that slave? Naaman, the leprosy. That slave, the Bible, no name, the girl. She was taken as a slave. In Syria and serve his ma her master. But when her master Naaman leprosy, having leprosy, she go and tell, you know, maybe he said, Oh good, uh, maybe God judged my master now. Praise God. He, because he did 
took me as a slave. No, she did that. She go and tell the master, Master, there is a man, a prophet. If you go on him, he will heal you. He recognized the power of God through that prophet. Amen? When people, your friends, share some burdens to you, pray for them and let your pastor know. Let the cell group members know. Hey, this person is sharing. Jesus is life. Jesus can change your circumstances. Begin to speak. I say, God, we, if our church start praying, if you start praying, things are going to change. Amen? Get hold of your family. Get hold of your brothers and sisters. Start praying. When you start, when you start praying, things are going to change. Amen? It's going to be better. Hallelujah. God is so good. Hallelujah. Because God only answers the prayer. Even people who are unbelievers, they call upon God. You know, like, uh, like Cornelius. You know, Cornelius was such a prominent man. He was a centurion. And yet, he always pray. He always pray, you know, and he give offering. And you look at him, uh, his life is such righteous man. But God sent an angels and visit him. He said, you haven't got saved yet. <laughs> sometimes we think we are better than, than, than anybody. But I tell you, sometimes God says, hey, you haven't come to know Jesus yet. You know, sometimes your friends are Buddhists or whatever, they didn't know Jesus. And God had to send the angels and bring Peter and share with them, and he got saved. Praise God. Remember, do that. Amen? Let's go on. He said, verse 8, In the morning, bring me word of your unfailing love. For I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go. For to you I entrust my life. Rescue me from my enemies, Lord. Hide, for I hide myself in you. Teach me to do your will. For you are my God. May your good spirit lead me on to level ground. Oh, these are, these are powerful uh, prayers that you can pray. Desires. Pray godly desires. Okay? Here he said, he said bring me a word of your unfailing love. You know? God, speak to me. Let your word become alive. Why? Because I trust in you. You need to see, Lord, do I trust you? Do I trust you? Show me the way I should go. Do you pray? God, my future is in your hand. I tell you, your time on earth is very short. Now I'm, I'm, I'm 60 plus. Already. And uh, I said, God, how long am I going to live anymore? I better prepare my heart for God to be here. And I wish, you know, your life is so short. And the devil makes us go round and round, you know, worry about petty things, you know, wasting our time, wasting our talents, you know. And when we go to heaven, we have nothing. Nothing done for God. You know. Nothing that He commanded us to do. To, to, to pray, to witness to people, to encourage people. We don't do. We just do our own way and waiting to die and get to heaven. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. It all may not. And so that's why the kitchen, the first thing you need to catch of eternity, the urgency of eternity. You know, the world we want to lead our children. You're worried. I tell you, as a generation, the world is coming. 
to an end. People are so environmentally conscious. China and US, there always be problem. But I tell you, let's anchor in Jesus. Everything will be fine. We train our children. Train our children to serve God. Walk with God. Everything that you do for Jesus. Jesus said, you remember? If you put one glass of water to my disciples, you will have your reward. Some of you, you will be better reward than your pastors because you are doing what God wants you to do. Amen? So let's, let's remember, let's get excited. Lord, thank you for life. My, 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 what I do here counts in heaven. What I do here, what I am obey God is going to affect my, my reward in heaven. But what you do also here will affect your walk with God. The more you serve God, the more joyful you are. Amen? The more focused you are. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And what they said, Rescue me from my enemies, Lord, for I hide myself in you. You are not worried about pressure because why? You have purpose to hide yourself in God. Then it becomes shadow of the Almighty. I say, God, you know, let your covering be over me. Let your presence be over me. Let your protection be over me, Lord. Because I choose to hide in you. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. He can say, you are my God. You know, a lot of things, it's not that God don't want to be you, your God. It's whether you want Him to be your God and your Lord or not. Can you say boldly every morning, you say, God, you are my God. You are truly the living God. And I worship you. I love you. You know, every dad, uh, you know, my, my father came from China. I never hear my dad saying, I love you. And I also never say I love him. It's very odd <laughs> those days. But I tell you, our father loves to hear us. I love you. You know now they sing song, huh? the worship song. They sing a lot, you know, like, you know, thank you for doing the blood cleansing me. You know? But you know what I go on to hear? I love you. Those days you sing, I love you, Lord. And I leave my voice to worship you. All my soul rejoice. Take joy, my key, in what you hear. Let it be a sweet, sweet sound. In your ears. Those songs are so those songs are so powerful when you begin to sing to the Lord. And you your love grow. Amen. Your love grow. They are anointed. I tell you, there is no new song, old song. There is only anointed song and not non-anointed song. That's all. Amen. Some songs really draws you to the Lord and worship Him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. So there are many desires, godly desires. You know, pray that you will, Lord, teach me to do your will for you are my God and I will follow and ask God, may your good spirit lead me
to level ground, to break through. Hallelujah. Amen. For your name's sake, Lord, preserve my life in your righteousness. Bring me out of trouble. In your unfailing love, silence my enemies. Destroy all my foes, for I am your servant. He's ready to serve the Lord. He's not afraid of the enemy. He's not afraid what he's faced. Because why? He committed the Lord. He's ready. The yielded heart. Amen? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I pray that you will pray this. Pray, just read this psalm and just pray and say, God, let it be God desire. Lord, I want to grow in your word. Lord, I want your Holy Spirit to teach me. Lord, I want your anointing to come upon me. Lord, fill me with your love. Hallelujah. Let me draw close to you, Lord. Lord, I'm not ashamed. I'm your servant. I'm your child. Thank you for your love for me. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you. You hear my prayer. Lord, my prayer is powerful. When I pray for my dad, when I pray for my mom, when I pray for my wife, when I pray for my children, Lord, things is going to change. When I pray for my pastor, when I pray for my church, when I pray for my nation, it's going to change because it is you who hear and you will stretch out your hand. Amen? It's nothing to do with you. If you connect with God, you can pray. It's time for the church to pray. Amen? Come boldly. Shall we stand? Thank you, Lord. Shall we stand? I want you to just stand before God's presence. Hallelujah.